Blog Talk Radio. Like we are here in the Pacific Northwest where we are starting to enjoy more sunshine. Although those of us who know the Pacific Northwest realize that the beauty lies in the nuances of the light. Whether there are there is sun or whether there are clouds, you find the beauty. And today on that topic of discovering the beauty that is within us and within everybody else, we are bringing on the program once again in just a moment, Joan Sirio. Joan, this time, often Joan comes and just flows naturally about a topic, and today I am just so happy to announce that Joan has a new book, and her new book is Into the Heart of Love, Decoding Love's Hidden Power. And we are going to be together exploring this book today. Joan is a an accomplished author of multiple books. She is a workshop leader and speaker. She really is a true visionary, and she is one of those people who blends spirituality and science because the two are going after the same goal, which is the truth. And if we really look, we find that that truth has everything to do with who we all are, which is love. Joan has a Bachelor of Science degree in biology. She has a Master of Science degree in science education And her previous books are Hardwired to Heaven, Download Your Divinity Through Your Heart and Create Your Deepest Desires. And her other book is In the Key of Life, An Activational Journey to the Soul. Joan is also the founder of the Core Essence School of Self-Mastery and the creator of Integrative Message Therapy. She's done many, many things. Joan's websites, um, and she may even have a new one, which she'll tell us about if she does, but I have jonesserio.com and hardwiredtoheaven.com, and today we really are going to be going on a very spontaneous exploration of her new book. So, 
Without further delay, I'm so delighted to welcome Joan back onto the program. Hi, Joan. Hi, Susan. Thank you for having me on your show again. Well, it is so nice to have you here. And I have to tell you, in fact, I'm happy to share this with the audience because I think, you know, we all have these days. When I came in, I have had, I told Joan before the show, I told you, I've had everything happen this morning. And it's like I actually felt my energy, because we're going to talk about energy today, my energy being sucked down out of me. But do you know what, Joan, because this work, which the spirit is reminding me of, the multiverse, is so fuels and is so connected to my own heart and how we are heart to heart to heart. The second, the second the show started, in came the energy, just like that. And it's like in an instant I am just restored and all of those you know, crazy things that can happen and, you know, where you're you're having a busy week or whatever, um, it just went away, and here we are. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could help, or the universe can help. Or <laughs> well, you also are a healer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I I always fail to mention you are a healer, so so certainly your presence here on the line has a nice energetic signature for us all, so... Um, thank you for being here once again and always being your gracious and interesting self. I mean, we just have so much we've explored together, and how wonderful you have a new book. So so let's start there. Um, Joan, tell us how you were led to write this new book. What was it that, that you felt you were guided to explore for all of us? Well, even before I started my first or around the time that I did, um, I got this feeling, message, whatever, that I was going to write three books, and one, the first one was going to be about life, the second was going to be about light, and the third was going to be about love. And so the first book, In the Key of Life, and the Activational Journey to the Soul, was about um, realizing your true identity, um, living your true purpose breaking up limiting thought patterns, you know, how to get rid of all the um, extraneous stuff that we allow ourselves to have placed on us from externals like society, government, religion, you know, your parents, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next book, Hardware to Heaven, you know, about light, well, as I'm going to talk a little bit about today, too, probably, is the heart really is the place, the point of ascension, of bringing the light in and becoming enlightened. And indeed, in that book, I talk about a a hypothesis as to how we physically become enlightened, and it's through the heart, and about the physical and metaphysical heart and creative energy and how to use the heart's electromagnetic field to create. And then the third book, that now that I've accomplished the three, obviously, is about love. And I see it as the natural progression to hardwired to heaven, too, because uh, hardwired to heaven was all about the heart. Well, what's associated with the heart? But love. So, uh, and that's where love does flow in and out of, is through the heart. So this book is very similar to hardwired to heaven, in the, and the first one, too, but the first one was really pretty different because there were inspired writings with accompanied sacred geometry drawings that 
represented the energy of yeah. the writing. And the writing would break up the um, limiting thought patterns uh, consciously, and the drawings would break it up subconsciously. But with Into the Heart of Love, it's more like hardwired to heaven in that there is some science and the spirituality blended together. And there is uh, one, in this book, one meditation that you can do to use love, to consciously use the power of love to change your life and, you know, and hopefully the world. We could use it right now, couldn't we, Susan? Oh, is is that ever the truth? Although, you know... I, I find as we're entering into the show today, um, um, there there have been some interesting things happening in the last 24 hours in the world that kind of have have brought us together in a way, sort of like um, a situation where things went too far, you know, where we were just people at odds with one another, and suddenly there's this deep breath of, wait a second, who are we? You know, who are we and how do we find a place to meet? And and I'm feeling that today in some ways. And so, um, you know, and what does that say energetically when we feel that kind of a shift? And what I'm referring to is um, someone posted a very jarring image, um, a comedian, and oh, it yeah. shook mm-hmm. everybody up. And it was like, because before that, it was just like this constant barrage of, of, I mean, it just shook everybody up. Because it was just like, wait a second, who are we? Everybody, you know, and, and, and suddenly I'm seeing something interesting occur out of that. Um, and it doesn't mean we all agree in everything, but there starts to be this feeling of, hey, you know, we're all human. And, and, and so, um, and, and, you know, we all have hearts and, and, you know, that, that something is happening. I I can't explain it, but there's a shift and it happened in Portland too. We had a really rough, um, last week here, um, where there was this incident on the, the light rail, um, where these people Mm -hmm. were killed. In fact, one was openly openly really on the path of many people on the show and certainly his mother and here she is posting things to the world about across the veil just that term across the veil do you know a lot of people have never even heard what that is and i'm just watching this and i'm thinking these are world teachers i mean these are people i mean in their soul agreements anyway it goes far beyond um, we'll, we'll save this for another show when we're free flowing. But back to the heart <laughs> and back to love energetically, since we're talking about the energy of these things, what is happening to us right now? There is there is an amazing catalytic effect here, and what does that have to do with the energetic signatures of our heart space and what it physically mm-hmm. is? Yeah, it's amazing as I look at things that are happening now and uh, reading from different things, even the start of the next Mayan calendar, and they're talking about, I think it was the heart of fire. I can't remember, but it was all centered around the heart, this next calendar, and I'm like, and, and, and the heart makes it in the heart of love. Um, and I'm like, wow, uh, just the timing of this book is 
you know, it's even freaking me out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know it's timely, yeah. but wow. And uh, yeah, I think that it's we're awakening to the power within, and that power comes through our hearts, and that power is love. And I think that most of us um, have looked at has we've looked at love in a very um, uh, rudimentary way, just an emotion. Well, you know, we've heard the term emotion being energy in motion. So if love is an emotion, then it's an energy and it's moving. Well, actually, yeah. (laughs) When I I look, I say, okay, what is love? Because I don't ask the simple questions. (laughs) I always ask. You never have. <laughs> so, <laughs> so really, what is love? And love, and I started to describe it, and I yeah. don't claim to define it, and I don't claim to have all the answers to it, but I do claim to have a a um, a piercing the veil <laughs> into looking at love into a new way. And I started it in, in Hardware to Heaven in Chapter 14, Logging into the Heart of Creation. And I looked at love in that way and, and, and the qualities of love, and I described them a little bit more in, into the heart of love, that love is this force, it's this, and of course it's energy. Everything is energy. Of course love is energy. But why, what makes love so special? Like what is a yes. special energy? Because we say that God is love. You yes. know, that source is love. You know, that's that's the prime thing, you know, Lead with love, follow with love, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, you know, this whole thing about love, no matter what religion you look at, they're always talking about love and, of course, the heart as well. And so love is intermingled with the heart. You can't study one without the other. And that's why I had to write Hardwired Heaven before I wrote this book. And if you yeah. haven't read Hardwired Heaven, it, it's helpful to have read it in order yeah. to re- truly understand what I say into the heart of love. But I do do a synopsis of it, and especially yeah. about the sacred coordinate. So if you've listened yeah. to our shows before, you know I've talked about the sacred coordinate before. And that's that special place in the heart that all the, the mystics have talked about. That's what I call it. I call it this coordination of light and matter within the, the four chambers of the heart, within the center there. It's an interdimensional space that connects us directly with source, the unified field to that grid on the, on the unified field of uh, electromagnetic um, fields there. But that's your home base there. And that's why it's so sacred because it goes back to source. And... Yeah. And delving into what love truly is, like what is love? If I were going to describe it in more of a scientific term, in more of a, of a way to study it, because I say that love is a force. It's, it's, it's an energy yeah. that can be studied. You know, we truly can look into this if we see love in a different way. And when I did that, I'm like, what would it be? And in doing this, I came up with a term called the vector equilibrium. And everybody's going to be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> but if you studied Nathan Harriman's work or if you studied Buckminster Fuller, you would have heard about the vector equilibrium. 
and it's this point of um, where the vectors, and the vector has both magnitude and direction, are of um, equal degrees, all 60 degrees, and they're all equal. And so he called this place within the center of the torus, and that's the shape of the unified field, um, the vector equilibrium, the most <laughs> fundamental array of energy in the universe. If I was going to go to love and think of what love would be, it would be the most fundamental thing, because I say love is the creator of all, it's the progenitor of all of creation. It came before everything. Yeah. So what's creating? So, so it has to be in love. When we think about love, we think about harmony. We don't think about discord, yeah. although love is both. But, you know, it's more of that type of feeling if you want to go back to that emotional feeling state. So I, I'm like, wow, that got my attention. And if this vector equilibrium is within the zero point of the unified field, which I name in this book, I call that the one heart, which the fuller calls it the isotropic vector matrix, yeah. because all vectors or patterns of lines of energy are of equal length. So this becomes then the supreme point of harmony in the cosmos. And, as you were saying earlier, the ultimate expression of beauty. Yes. Because everything is equal. So if you recall, that zero point is the place at the center of the unified field that has the least amount of mass but the most amount of energy, super concentrated energy, and this really, you know, minuscule piece of, of, of mass. So it's the all and the nothing the stillness in all motion, and all of creation will dance around this point. And the interesting thing is that Buckminster Fuller said that this is the most unstable structure or system in the universe. As a matter isn't of fact... Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? So you have this yeah. constant motion. It's, it's because energy is always moving. So if you were to look at this, uh, geometrically, it is a shape. It looks like a cube octahedron, and that's what Mason Harriman says uh, is the 64 tetrahedron grid is, you know, comprised of these cube octahedrons. And you know, something this, I may do for the audience, just um, those of you who are listening, particularly in the future, or really re-listening to some of this, I may put this this diagram which I'm looking at right now. Um, out connected to the page. So look for that. Um, I do this on occasion. Okay. Yeah, that's um, great. With your permission, Joan, I'll take a picture of it because it really helps to be looking at it. Um, and um, it, I love how we are such an integrated whole. I mean, how you're really connecting us to the mathematics of the multiverse in all of this. I mean, um, uh-huh. it, it's, it can get somewhat deep. I know for, for people who are, I know there are listeners who, who have, have trouble sometimes um, seeing things geometrically, but there, there is a, a sacredness to geometry. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and if I will put it out there just for those of you listening so that you can get, a feel 
for it. In fact, I might even put it out, if I can, on Twitter right now while we're speaking, just a little dynamic. So keep talking. I'm going to see if I can put this image out there for people to see while you're talking. And if you're taking that image from the book, I just want to say that comes from cosmometry.net. I believe okay. his name is Mike. He gave me permission to use it in the book. And oh, okay. Well, maybe we better there. be He's careful. Some, yeah, <laughs> maybe no, I won't post uh, it right let now. Let me use it in the book. But or, I do you have know, a here's link a good in idea. my book. So yeah, no, we better be careful. So you can look up all this information. Yeah, look, another idea. Here's another one for the audience. Um, just just um, look up the term. Um, look up C-U-B-O-C-T-A-H-E-D-R-O-N, because it's on Wikipedia, apparently. I mean, you can look up yeah. some of these ge- geometries that we're talking about. So that's an alternative. There, but yes, I want to be careful about this. So anyway, continue, continue, please. Well, there is an image, Susan, in the book that is from Wikipedia of just an octahedron. Uh-huh. If you're going to show the vector equilibrium and then the, the spherical vector right. equilibrium, the other those things came are from a little more difficult. The other one's in, in uh, the public domain, and you can share that. That came from Wikipedia. So yeah. So you can put yeah. that up, no problem with that, so they can see that. That's great. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Um, well, keep going. So, so here's something in the center of the universe that's creating everything. It's, it's the most unstable structure, and I, I have links in this book, and that's why I, I created an e-book, because this, definitely, this book definitely wanted to be interactive. So you can click on the link to a, a YouTube video of Buckminster Fuller, and he's describing this, and he's showing you, and he has these, these forms, and I, I really encourage you to do this. And you can see how this uh, collapses down on itself and comes back up and, and how it can form all these other shapes. Um, so it collapses into an octahedron and then comes out into uh, an icosahedron. So you have this in-breath and out-breath of the universe. You know, you, you get this whole yin-yang thing, you know. Um, yes. It, it was just amazing. And I thought, wow, I think that, you know, if love were going to be something, you know, it would be this form, but yet be formless. Because it doesn't, it, you, you couldn't really take a snapshot of it. It yes. would be morphing. Yes, it takes the shape, it has the shape of a cube octahedron, but it doesn't stay, it's not stable. It's always moving, it's always changing. Um, so, you know, that formless in form, it's where all form comes from. Um, yes. And so that's, that's like the, if you were going to put love under a microscope, I think that's, that's the form you might see if you could take it and, and freeze frame it. Let's put it that way. Yes, yes. And um, it's interesting because as I was looking through that page, that cosmometry.net, uh, there's also the spherical vector equilibrium. So if you put a sphere around the vector equilibrium, this cube octahedron, and then there's... Um, four hexagons symmetrically arranged around these four hexagonal planes. And again, you know, you can go to the site and you can see it there. You can buy the book. You can see it because I have permission to use it in the book. 
Um, yes. If you look at these images, this, this image of this spherical VE, you'll see within that image six hearts that are formed there. Well, isn't that interesting? Because uh, Venus, which is known as the planet of love, is associated with a number six. Yes. And in the tarot, number six is the lover's card. Are we getting a pattern here? And that card symbolizes in harmony, and it's associated with a heart. And I'm like, wow, you know. <laughs> so, um, so that's where this vector equilibrium. That's where this came from as this form that is formless that cre- can create at the center of everything this point of absolute harmony and balance. Yes. Yes. But it's forever changing. Love is in constant motion. And, you know, love isn't always pretty. You know, there's what we call that tough love. So there's that, there's love that, there's chaos. And chaos comes creation. Everything is love. If love created everything, then love is within everything. And even within the chaos, there's love because we have to have that chaos in order to have creation. I think that's, of what's happening right now. You know, we're going through this period of, of chaos, but really um, we're, um, as I described kind of in the book, we're grounding now from our heart. As we're going through this ascension phase, because ascension happens through the heart. It's, it's an internal job, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's going within and finding the love within and loving yourself so that you can fill your heart, your heart and your body with love, physical love, the energy of love. Um, and it's going within, and then you have that light to share. It's filling up so that it's overflowing. So the sacred coordinate is the key here. So once you're able to... Reach the self-love, which is really imprinting love into the water of your body. And blood is, you know, 70 80% water. And your body is about 70 80% water. When you imprint that, because water carries memory, carries information, and you can do that. So that's really what self-love is in electromagnetic terms, I would say, you know. Yes, um, yes. So once you do that, then, you know, it's like the phrase in the Bible, your cup overflows. So you always have love flowing through the sacred coordinate because that, your heart wire, as I call it, your heart wire connecting to heaven, you know, to the one heart. So you always have love coming in. But once you fill up yourself, then it overflows. Then you can truly give love to another. Then it's in yeah. Then the heart is always open. There's different ways to open the heart, but once you do that, it's always open. And that's what really enlightenment is about, is turning on the light within, you know, just to be able to see who you are and to share that light with the world. Yes, um, yes. You know what I, I find so fascinating with this when you say that, you know, our cup runneth over, essentially, and it's so... It's so very true. And what's so interesting is that we can even be, um, our heart shows us the work of our heart, the the path of our heart by that feeling. 
And like I expressed at the beginning of this show, um, and, and or when we're walking in a beautiful place and we're feeling, um, I know, and I actually I do want to explore this as well as you explore this in the book, um, when we have what we may call a mixed, mystical, a mystical experience. For example, walking in nature or in meditation or in some way. And and it's as if, Joan, um, our heart really is our guide. And I know you've written about this many times. And it's a, it's a spontaneous thing. You can even be somewhat resistant to it. And all of a sudden, the heart says, hey, this is, this is it. Do you feel it? Do you feel the energy? Or like those people on the train in Portland and after that happened and the love, I, I have to say this again just to draw this back to what's happening right now, the chaos, what you said, and how it draws us back to love. Do you know that on this mother, the mother of one of the men who was killed, on her page where she expressed many things that are not really out in the mainstream all the time, um, that many of us, like I said, on this listening to this show may have heard, but not everybody. And what she's seeing, all these um, people from all over the world, much more conservative people than her. Muslims are writing to her from all over, um, you know, that, that some seem very conservative, and yet she's connecting to them. And they're connecting in this heart space. And there's this love openly expressed because her son laid down his life to protect these girls. And um, mm-hmm. I don't think he expected to die, um, but you, he, who knows what was going through his head. I mean, at a higher level, he made this choice, this soul choice. And what's happening? It's drawing us to love. It's it's making right. a huge difference. It's creating understanding and it's exactly what you're talking about, that you cannot be apart mm-hmm. from love. We may seem like we are, but we're not. And no, we're guided no, back, never, and it overflows. From love. No. Yeah, yeah, it's never overflowing. From love. The cup yeah. is overflowing yeah, and here. Mm-hmm. And love is, you know, they, if you look up the definition of it, they talk about an attractive force <laughs> or an affection. <laughs> And yes. truly, what is electromagnetic energy? But you know, I mean, it's an attractive, you know, it's an attractive energy, and it does affect you. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. this is what's happening. We're feeling; you can feel it because it's an actual force. It's an energy. It's the field. You know, the heart is the most magnetic organ in the body. And I talk about this in the chapter on the technology of love. There was a study done with the heart. They showed. Is the most magnetic organ of the body, not the spleen, not the liver. You know, we're looking at blood, and because blood has hemoglobin in it, and there's iron and hemoglobin, and iron, as we all know, iron magnets, they're magnetic. Uh, but it was the heart. It's not any of them. So, and it's the most yeah. electromagnetic field that's created in the body. The brain doesn't have the blood. You know, there's a, a blood-brain barrier. You know. Um, so it's all about the heart. And in this book, I look at love from a lot of different ways. Uh, 
not only I call it the look of love, that chapter, the, the first chapter I talked about the vector equilibrium, but I also break up love looking at the acronym acronym of the word love, L-O-V-E, and look at what each letter might mean. You know, from L is the symbol for inductance in physics, also for angular momentum. You know, I'm looking at things like this. I'm looking at V for velocity or volume, and I put all this together, and I come up with this, that love is an eternal spiraling field of energy that evokes awe and harmony. You know, just from that word, and then I look at L-O, and then I look at the V-E, and of course the V-E is the vector equilibrium, and L-O is local oscillator. What is the heart? The heart is the local oscillator. So even the word itself keeps bringing us back, bringing us back to this. Um, I look at the qualities of love, and I go over what I went over uh, in a little bit more detail in Chapter 14 of Hard Word of Heaven. Um, and I talk about the language of love and how um, the love that flows through us is our love. It, 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 we, we put our special energetic imprint on it. Um, and that goes out so that your love is, ha- carries your energetic signal, uh, signal frequency. And love is the basic fundamental frequency of the universe. You know, it's that that ohm, that that first sound. It's when it went out that created everything. Um, So there's a lot of different things in this book. I even talk about the kinds of love. And it's interesting because in uh, what you're referring to, uh, that unfortunate uh, case on the train there and the gentleman that... You know, gave his well, life. Yeah, two two people that. actually well, did. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, that perhaps and a third I is injured. About, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I talk about dimensional love and yeah. love at a soul level. You know, yeah, that maybe perhaps before he embodied and 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 the people that he saved, uh, maybe they had a contract with one another, and that I would come to your aid and I would do this for you so that you would understand and feel the enormity of love. You know, who you knows? Know, the, interest, but the interesting thing isn't, isn't even the so-called villains in that contract, because we lose, we lose sight of that, that we're all, oh, yeah. it was all planned, you know? I mean, yeah, because and, you when, know, and he has the, whole he the hardest role to play. I know that's hard for people to swallow. It's very hard. He had the hardest role to play, and he's still, he did. still with us and, you know, still claiming that, you know. But he has a very hard role to play in this life, and he agreed to do it. Yep. Because if it's, he didn't play that role, we would not have yet another heart opening for opportunity for us, and that's what a lot of this is, is that's happening right now, is opportunities for us to open our hearts to get in there and exactly. say, wow, there's something else going on here. I can feel it. Because, you know, it does come from the feeling. If you don't feel it, don't do it type of thing. You know, and it starts from that emotion. Yes, love is an emotion. It's energy in motion, but what is that energy? Let's go, let's take it another level now. Let's go a little bit deeper now. You know, and yeah. I think that's what we're called to do at this time, so that we can take it and we can use it and there's a, uh, a meditation in the book that you can use for yourself or as a group or for for humanity to take this power that flows through us and focus it 
and yeah. to create what it is we're choosing in this world to use it to benefit all instead of just, oh, let's, you know, I want to send you love and light. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, let's use this, this energy that's flowing through us. Let's harness it and, yeah. and send it in that way, in a more conscious way. Yes. Yes. It, it, it has so much more impact. I mean, we've we've created these experiences, and and although the and and they they can seem contradictory because, but they're not, which is the fascinating thing is you know this notion of paradox, um, which is something that um, we we learn through paradox, and and what we're seeing, um, for example, in this this situation is something that might cause us to trust less really be afraid this is a show about fear overall and i do know there's a worldwide audience listening and there are some places in the world there are listeners at one point the last um the last time it it showed up it was like almost i think it was like five percent almost listeners in south korea and I know that there are some significant fears if you're living in South Korea. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, there are people in places that feel to be in great jeopardy, and we can feel that too here. We could have our trust undermined by this experience. Or, if, or people in Manchester, I have a number of people in England who are listening, and very possibly people in Manchester or in the U.K. right now, really many parts of the world, we can feel that we can feel very insecure and lose trust. And yet these experiences through the heart that are opening us, like you speak of, that are energetically opening us, lead to more trust, the kind that, Mm-hmm. that we truly do need the kind that's based in 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 that depth of love for one another and and mm-hmm. and you, you know it's so true Joan this word love we've thrown it around so much um you know we repeated it many times in my evangelical childhood you know god is love and and then you know we'd hear about hell and things like that and it didn't really seem to to go together very well, um, but you certainly, this is a deep thing, and sometimes maybe we've repeated it too much without really realizing what it means and the depth of experiences we are having here, which are not um, not walks in the park, you know, that sometimes we can mm-hmm. have a walk in the park and have a beautiful mystical experience of love. I do, exactly. But there are experiences here that break us open, and um, and what is revealed? Yeah. Love. Right. Love is revealed. Um, and to get to the place where you see that even the gentleman that was you know, trying to harm the two yeah. people on the train, that even he is love. Because yep. it's all love, it's it all has created to be. from love, and it that has to be. he's acting out of love in a very you know weird sense for a lot of us, 
you know, how is he loving? He's trying to kill them, you know. He's, he's a hate crime right. they're talking about. Right. Blah, 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 blah. But if he didn't do it, if he didn't play that role, you know, how many hearts would open? Like you said, now the mother of the one gentleman that was killed, she's sharing all this information. Would that have happened without this? Probably not. Yeah. Would you know, she, she posted to the world. To without this? Yeah, she she posted her love. I mean, she obviously understands soul contracts and everything. I mean, the mm-hmm. children, you mm-hmm. know, they mm-hmm. he was on his path. And and even something as um, you know, as innocuous, so to speak, as um how she drew an angel card. She posted I mean, she's posting this to everybody. You know, I drew an angel card. Um, the day before that said a major change was coming and uh-huh. and I saw that and I just because you know sometimes face it you and and I, I it really made me think about who we are as a group those of us who don't really have an exact religion to define us but we have some practices and experiences and a form of spirituality we follow we are a loving people who who listen to spirit and that's one way um to draw a card that mm-hmm. and many mm-hmm. of my listeners do this we've done it on the show i do it actually i haven't done it in a while maybe i need to <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is is um and, and what are we creating here suddenly we're right we're showing Hey, you know this path. Should it resonate with you? It really works because you can encounter a really challenging experience, and I've had them too. We all have, of course. We all encounter challenging experience. Maybe not at the extreme that that this woman, who I believe her name is Asha, and she lives in Ashland. Um, and I am actually thinking of inviting, once things calm down a bit, I'm looking into inviting her on this program because she's local here and she certainly has a lot to share, but not now. I, I want to give her time. Now is not the time. Um, but the thing is, it's amazing what's coming forward and and how this path that we are often imperfectly called to follow because we're human how it can help us through this chaos. And in your case, Joan, how you're able to connect all of this to science, which is really important because there is a strong rationalist movement in our world right now and education is dominated by it and everything. And sometimes it's really important to connect things in ways that scientists need to hear, people who are more inclined that direction need to hear, because what does it do? It helps them to connect to love so they can live their lives more productively and be in more unity with us. Um, we we become more unified this way. So So your work here is important and and I know some of the math um may seem a little bit daunting for some in the audience but it doesn't need to be. Don't I want to encourage the audience to not be intimidated 
by sacred geometry and some of these concepts because really they're quite natural if you follow along and even if even if those parts are challenging go ahead there's there is a tremendous amount of very approachable information here so what you're doing Joan is you're reaching out to multidimensionally to multiple audiences <laughs> and that's really important right now in one place yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's why the book really wanted to go different. I'm like, this book's like, no, that's an e-book. I'm like, really? I'm, yep, that's an e-book. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, I want to do this differently. And I start the book and end the book with poems and then, that uh-huh. I wrote. And then um, I have these links. And I think it's really important because when you click on the link called Buckminster Fuller and he shows you what the vector equilibrium is and he describes, I can't describe it as well as he does, you know. I mean, I can't, uh, right. you know. And you you get to see how it moves, and like, oh, okay, you know, I can't do that in a paperback. Yeah, I think it's really um, the way many things are going. Truthfully, I I think that there are some works that are just called to be online in that way. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't. I I think that um, it's an entire new type of of expression. It's not a website. It's a book. It's online. And what's so funny, Joan, and I'll tell you a sign that I received um, just the other day, um, right about the time your book came to me. And actually, I need to spend a lot more time with your book. Your book is, um, I I haven't had enough time to spend with it. And it is a book that you need to spend time with. Um, It's not one to race through. But the thing is, is I heard this song come on the radio we're going to rock on to Electric Avenue, and then we'll take it higher. <laughs> you know that old song? And yeah, I think yeah. that that's kind of what you're doing. You're rocking on to Electric Avenue here, and you're taking it higher. Um, <laughs> well, because it's interesting it just because helps. I have links. Yeah, I use you know, song titles throughout the book. I, I didn't put a link to um, Love is the Answer. I could have done that, but. <laughs> but I have links like and the Look of Love, cool? you know that song. I have a link to it, so you can go listen to it. And then at the end, I write um, the poem that I wrote is it's love song. And uh-huh. at the end, I have a link to you know this one YouTube that you can go to and listen to all these love songs. So it, it's kind of fun. Um, that is incredibly but, fun. <laughs> you know, so it's fun to go through. You, you know, you click on the links. Oh, I want to know more about heart math. Oh, I want to know more about that's it. You know this this study. I can go and I can do it, and I can do it right then and there. Um, and I can give, and I can send more people to cosmometry.net. You know, I love, you know, working with others. You know, and helping them out. Yeah. You know, you've got some yeah. great information there. You know, I want yeah. people to go to his website. That's um, it. Joe, yeah, the way it's of the all future. About it's, it. <laughs> it's about working together, and that's and that's yes. the feeling. The feeling that you get when you come together, and I can I can feel it now. I can go back to that moment. It was one Christmas where um, we had the neighbors come over, and we set up table in the living room so we could have more people, and we were all sitting around the table, and you know, and the, just the feeling that I got there. I'm like, wow, this is it. This is it. This is important, and. 
really there was a study done, and I have this in the book, in Rosetto, Pennsylvania, in 
because you have that yeah. single-minded focus. It's like that single eye, you know, uh, the third eye or the, the all-seeing eye of God. It's that focused energy. That's the key, you know, to have that focus because that's, that's, that will create it faster than anything. Yes. Yes. So, so true. Um you know, I would almost be tempted, in fact, we're nearing the end of the show, and not quite, but um, I may actually, if you're open to it, Joan, bring you on again after I've had even more time, since we often bring you on anyway, to spend with your book and explore some of the links. And I will tell the audience, um, and I really haven't had enough time, and I want the audience to have time to spend with it too those of you who are called to explore it, and I hope worldwide it's out there for you. And it's not expensive either. It's it's an online book, and it, it is a tremendous resource. And I, I really feel called to bring you on again, Joan, to explore it even more deeply, because there's more here, more than we can possibly cover. We've hardly brushed the surface of it. <laughs> and it's true, and, and I know it's because I'm called to explore it more too, and I'm happy to raise my hand with the audience and say that, you know, at the same time um, when we feel that. And so, um, but in these final moments that we have here, we got a few left, um, what would you like to leave the audience with here with regards to the energy of love? And um, I don't know if there's time to read a poem or you you decide, Joan, what is it that you want to leave us with here today? And you have a few minutes to reflect. Okay. Uh, love is not what you think. And that's the title of the first poem of the book. It's not what you think. Yeah. It's not what you think. And um, it's what you feel. That's the last line of the poem. <laughs> but, um, you know, just as the word God is a loaded word and people don't like to use it and, you know, you know whatever, I, I don't have problems using it because I don't see the word as other people may see it. Um, but whatever you want to call source, creator, whatever, you know, we, we're, we're trying to find this vocabulary. And the same way with love, you know, think of it as the same way as God because a lot of religions say that God is love. Okay, so think of it in that way that we're trying to redefine the word love or come up with another word because it's so loaded. You know, when we yeah. say love, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't want any more love. I've been through so many blah, blah, blah. No, that's not it. You know, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so open your mind and especially open your heart to love because that's where it comes in from. And think of it in a new way. And you don't have to wait until the next show to know more about the book because you can go directly <laughs> and buy right. the book and download the book. <laughs> and download well, and that's what I want to encourage them to do. Nook or Kobo, and you can get the book. Absolutely. And then my thought is is that I would love it if people would get the book, and then we can reflect on it even more deeply together. Cause, um, that would be awesome. And, and by the way, this this show got carried away, um, and we lost a caller. I, occasionally, we get callers on the line, and and I got so carried away with the show, I didn't bring the caller on. So, so I just want to recognize those of you who patiently wait out there 
sometimes I need to pay attention during the day because we are starting to get more callers during the day. At night, we, I, when I run this show at night, it's a call-in show, and there's a lot of callers. So, um, but but I do want to encourage those and, and who would like to call in in the future. Keep keep at it. I will pay attention and see if we can incorporate more phone calls as well. Um, and and that would be perfect for this topic, especially um, as we continue to explore it more deeply. So um, and also how it how it whenever you're on, Joan, what I love it's not just the topic at hand because your topics are not just topics. Is anything just a topic? It's how it relates. <laughs> how does it relate to what's going on? <laughs> I mean, and and you do a very nice job, and together we seem to organically do that which is um it's a nice synergy so um let me say thank you for for coming on again thank you to blog talk radio today for featuring our show i am so appreciative from the heart on that um and um you know once again um which is the best website to find you joan um because i know you have a Just couple go, and i don't yeah yeah, just go to joanperio.com, J-O-A-N-P-E-R-I-O.com, and there's a page for Into the Heart of Love. Just click on that, and there's links to buy the book on that page. Okay, great. Well, thanks again for coming. Thanks for, for just being you, because I I feel energetically just uh, my heart is energized and and. And it was on a day I really needed it. And I think that maybe some out in the audience, you probably feel that too. And so thank you for being here for us today, all of us. So Well, thank um, you, Susan, for having me on there and for everyone that's listening and for all your hearts everywhere. Yes, yes. All right. Well, you take care. We'll talk to you next you time. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. To the audience, um, live or across time, let me recognize, as I often do, those of you listening across time and across the world. I have to tell you, it touches my heart more than you can know. Those of you in South America, it is astonishing to me. I am not a person who has had the opportunity to travel a lot, but my heart travels to you. And actually, I think that's rather important because so often many of us are not haven't really been in a position to travel a lot. Wherever you are, you may only have been in your corner of the world, wherever that is. And yet we're together. And all those stereotypes, people, you know, um, you know, I love the people who've been able to travel a lot and what they have to share, the cultural experiences. And I hope to travel, too, as my life unfolds, to a point. But the thing is, is we are all together in this heart space, and we can transcend these notions that we have to physically be together when we're together in the heart space. Look to FrontierBeyondFear.com for future shows. Actually, we're moving into the summer now here in my hemisphere, and um, things will be a little quieter, so pay attention. Follow the show if you want announcements of upcoming shows. 
Um, we don't. I always forget to mention that. Follow me on Twitter. I have a very active Twitter presence under Bridge Builder. Just look it up. Facebook, too, is continuing to grow. It's a little bit more of a fledgling presence, but I do welcome you there. So take care, everyone. Um, I hope that wherever you are today, whenever you are, you feel, fully feel, pay attention to that space of the heart. Pay attention to what you're feeling. Pay attention to the energy. I will see you next time. Thank you.